0: having like a nice cup of tea it's afternoon and we're having yogi tea and there's like a little message and i thought we'd before we get into it we can like read i love those
1: messages by the
0: way so what's yours mine says there is and there was nothing like you and there shall be nothing like you i actually really love that that's nice
1: you're so unique it's yeah we are also unique never forget that
0: yes and mine is people who love are giving I guess to to kind of kick off this episode, um, for those of you who are not watching and can't really visually see Mm. us, when it comes to size, we're very different. Mm. So I'm size 16 to 18, UK and I'm also pretty tall, I'm 5'11. Um, so I've always felt like this big tower. <laughs> and like, there's people who call me a Viking sometimes, like, like oh, you give me like Viking you vibes. You definitely
1: have Viking vibes. See, just imagine Vikings when you think about Alice. If you're listening, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: that, that's me. Um, yeah. and then.
1: Yeah, I'm um, I'm in between, like, six and eight. Mm. Compared to Alice, I'm a little midget. I'm <laughs> no. five foot five, or five foot six, I would like to think. Yeah, um, yeah and I think I've always been sort of in between um, six and eight. Mm-hmm. So I've always been quite petite. Everyone in my family is quite petite. Right. Um, and quite small. We share clothes all the time with my mom and my sister.
0: <laughs> Can't relate. I come from quite... Uh, a family where we were all quite tall and wow. big and I remember my granddad he had like his arms like if he, he stretched his arm out it's so long like the limbs would be so long like his oh, palm like imagine my palm is quite big but his was like massive and my dad is like really tall like I come from a like yeah that's my whole
1: family yeah I'm the total opposite my dad is tall but like my mom is really um I think she's like five or four mm. And my grandma is probably, like, five foot two. Oh. <laughs> she's, like, this cute, like... To oh. be
0: honest, my mom's side, especially my grandmother, yeah. she's very small. Especially oh. now, you know, like, when people are a bit older, yeah. they, they get a bit smaller. And yeah. she's just, like, this, like, cute little... Cute older oh, little, lady. I just want to, like, oh. snuggle her. Um, so, yeah, there's the difference. And also, obviously, because of that, um, me growing up, actually, I was always, like, a size 10, 12. Mm. Um, so I've never been below that so did that make you like
1: always stand out in comparison to your yeah peers?
0: yeah because i come from a country i'm from latvia so i think you can relate yeah. where you know first of all everyone is you know aiming to be super skinny like that's the beauty standard and if you're anything above like size 10 mm. you're like ugly i think poland
1: is very similar very very similar
0: yeah and i've like grown up with that and i think that's had a massive impact on my life and my confidence and self-esteem um just always thinking that i'm not good enough i'm not pretty enough i shouldn't show up i shouldn't take space and i'm really like on a journey tackling that (laughs) and just like taking this like i see as like this ball of like dust that I'm just like trying to shake yeah. it out on myself. I guess in this episode we'll kind of like touch more on my side of the journey yeah, I because think we're going to dive in
1: deep into your journey because I feel like it's a journey that a lot of people can relate to. Mm. We live in a world where we have a very um Unrealistic ideas of beauty in general, yeah. And I think when it comes to size, I mean, if you look at shops, like what size are on offer, yeah. In comparison to, like we've earlier talked about, what's the average size in the UK, and it's size sixteen, yeah, which is crazy. It's crazy to think because when you go to high street shops, not even a high street shops, like any shop, um, what you see on the hangers, first of all, what you see on the in the window displays. I mean, it's between size 6 and 8, it's Mm. never above that. So how is that relatable, you know? I think there's so many different questions that we're gonna tackle here. Okay, so let's just dive in a little bit deeper to your journey. Okay, let's. You've mentioned about you being a kid and standing out. Mm. How has that changed when you moved to the UK?
0: I definitely, I remember moving to the UK, I was 18. I went to university and I gained quite a lot of weight i think because of the stress and like just being away from home and like having the freedom of like i remember i was like oh you know it's 2am let's have pizza and like we all have pizza and it was just like yeah it was it's a whole different subject i guess like the how you treat your body and like how you become the size that you are yeah like there's so many different facets um, behind it yeah it's not just always you know well, don't eat pizza at two AM. Like for me, much but, more complex. Yeah, it's much more complex because all of that—the first year of being here in the UK—and like, like what I mentioned, it just threw my hormones off the whack completely. So I'm still trying to manage that and mm. even find out what works for me. So it's massive journey. Mm. Um, but fashion-wise, I straight away noticed a massive difference. Mm. I. I lived for three years uh, in Huddersfield, which is in between Manchester and Leeds, so mm. it's in Yorkshire, but kind of. Like, people there kind of inspired me a little bit to, you know, wear whatever you want. I remember I wore shorts for the first time. Wow. Because no one, like, seemed to really care. I remember now very, very vividly um, that I had, like, two different wardrobes. So what I was wearing in the UK was different. And then when I was packing to go back home, knowing that... You will be judged. I will be judged, and I'll be looked at. I had completely different wardrobe. I just remember that. Yeah, now it's changed a lot. Of Um, course, we'll talk about it a a little bit more, like confidence and stuff. Um, But yeah, that was my first like reality of like these two worlds um kind of being very conscious of the both yeah (laughs) um and still trying to find myself in the middle somewhere and it's interesting because you um
1: subconsciously trying to fit into both realities and kind of like not um not really be yourself but rather be what everyone else expects you to be
0: exactly and that's like i think for a very long time i've been playing in between like who i want to be and who i feel like i should be because of what the society feels like Mm. a plus size or curvy person should look like yeah um so yeah i feel like only like maybe this year like it's really fresh uh that i have come like into more confident self right
1: and what has sort of been that road what has helped you along the way
0: I think it's self discovery. Mm -hmm. Um, I will touch on that. And I think it's a very, very important step. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope no one can hear Leon snoring. But (laughs) if you can hear snoring, it's just a very lovely Frenchie. Yeah.
1: And he hasn't been well
0: today. So I feel like I cannot tell him off. (laughs) Yeah. Let him just have a nap. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's self discovery, uh, stepping into your own confidence love yourself like I can't emphasize it enough how Mm. important that is and I wish someone had told me that because like maybe five six years ago trying to find like myself not even just through fashion but as in like as a person yeah people would give me like you know you should lose weight then I was gonna ask like (laughs) what was the
1: advice that you've heard six years ago oh yeah
0: it's always like just well maybe you should do more activities maybe you should lose weight as if it's like so so easy i mean for some people i remember i had a friend and she went to america well I, when i was still at college yeah and she gained a lot of weight like she used to be like a size eight and then she came back and she was like 12 or 14 yeah and then she lost the weight and she was like it's so easy you just don't eat shit basically yeah. and i yeah. was and, I was like, I wish it was so easy for But I think
1: it's such a complex subject for everyone. It's it's not as simple as, um, you know, eating healthy for some people. Mm. It could be so many other things that play a role while you're putting on weight. Yeah. And and
0: also, I mean, we're not going to go into deep about these issues because I think it's such a complex, difficult subject. Subject, And we might need, like, some expert to come Mm in and help us. But from my perspective, also, like there's a reason why someone's eating the way Mm. they're eating um maybe it's like emotionally like attachment to food yeah which means you need to again work on yourself a lot more and your self-love and like digging in why you're overeating or like why you have issues with food uh which is kind of like partially what i have as well yeah i remember we kind of touched on this before we started filming um, that I have this picture of myself and my grandparents, and I was like expressing myself a lot in my teen years yeah i 've always like been into art and I used to act and sing, and like I was on stage and i 've just loved that whole environment, yeah, and especially when I was like at art school, I was expressing myself through fashion a lot, and i was i had this like I had this like really colorful jacket. And I remember making the hairband kind of like Frida Kahlo inspired with like the massive flowers. I loved it. How old were you? I want to say like 14. Oh my god. Something like that. I can't remember. And then yeah, I would just go out and I didn't care that people would necessarily judge me. Yeah. Not even for my size, but just like coming from a small town where people, you know, try to be a little bit more like... Reserved. Reserved and, and, and conventional. And I was just there like... Look at me. Look at me here, I am with my flowers in my hair. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I loved like I loved being different. I just loved. Yeah. I loved that, and then as, somewhere along the way, I lost that. Mm. I still need to like self reflect and journal about it a little bit mm. because I can't really pinpoint what happened. Yeah. Um. Maybe just like college. And growing up and like trying to fit in with like the rest of your peers, and it could be like one moment that like yeah. shifts
1: everything. And a exactly. lot of the time, I feel like we just put that moment away mm. like, it's somewhere and bury underneath. Yeah, yeah. All the things.
0: So then I kind of lost it. And now, like 10 years later, I'm mm. like, okay, actually, I'm gonna step back into it because. It's healthy to just express yourself. What was the moment in time
1: that you've realized, like, along this journey, when you realized, like, shit, I'm not expressing myself creatively. And I'm kind of trying to, rather than be myself, fit in into everyone's idea of what a person my size should be wearing or should be looking like. Like, Was it like a specific thing that kind of like triggered that?
0: Shit, No i don't think it was like a moment Mm. i think it's like along the way you meet people and i believe that you um gravitate towards or you attract the people that you like on the inner world you are um and i just saw how people my friends my you know people that i just maybe met once were expressing themselves yeah and i remember like along the way just thinking i wish i could do that I wish I could do that. But, like, years ago, I didn't think, oh, maybe I should work on myself to be like that. Yeah. It's almost like I felt like I can never achieve that. Like, that's for Mm. them, and I'm here, like... That's like two separate worlds. made me think of like this quote I read the other day. And it was like, the
1: people that inspire you are the people that reflect your untapped potential within Mm. you. And I feel like that that totally resonated with me (laughs)
0: massively. That is exactly (laughs) it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I also, I love being around people who not only inspire me, but just like make me want to do better in Mm -hmm. life but yeah there wasn't like a moment i just think it was yeah over over a period of time seeing people meeting people so being in a creative field as a photographer seeing like people self-expressing themselves and then the movement of um plus size models coming in Mm. slowly slowly in the last couple of years um and what i like to do is i follow them like through their journey in real life like yeah. through instagram or tiktok and then i see how they're expressing themselves and it's beautiful like mm. just seeing oh my god they have the same body shape as me mm. i could do that like i can post that i could just walk out wearing that and yeah why not yeah it's helped me a lot as well
1: i think that's such a um huge plus of social media mm. Um, to kind of see something to believe it, yeah. And if you look at someone's picture that has a body shape similar to yours, and it does certain things, that you're like, oh my god, I've never seen it in a magazine. Yet I'm looking at social media account of this like authentic mm. human that is that I can really uh, relate to. Relate to. <laughs> And I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, that's why I like social media for that reason. Yeah, through all
0: the toxicity. <laughs> through all the toxicity behind yeah, it, absolutely. Exactly.
1: But yeah, that's a big plus. How do you think? Um, you said in a co- in the past couple of years, like you see this movement of plus size models, mm-hmm. and that sort of changed and evolved in the fashion mm-hmm. industry. How um, has that reflected in your sort of shopping habits and your personal style? journey like is that been do you find like it's so much easier now to go into the shops and have more size ranges available than it what it was like i don't know five years ago like how do you see that evolve or has it evolved or is it something that just being talked about because Mm. it's a trendy topic to talk about
0: such a difficult subject really is what i'm gonna say because a i feel like there's a massive movement of people who are bigger size, Mm. um, self-expressing. But they're self-expressing through buying fast fashion. Oh, really? Of, like, the lower end of, like, you know, the very far end of not being sustainable, you know? Right. not going to mention any brands, but I'm sure, like, people know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't know. It's, like, dual feeling for me because Mm. it's beautiful that people can do that. Um, You know, we're talking about maybe people who are not size 16, but they're, like size 22 and they're like you know can't fit in any other brands clothing right um and they feel so empowered because they can do that through those fashion brands right but of course there's that question of like you know like it's so bad just for the environment and just Mm. ethically i don't know it makes me uncomfortable but at the same time, I love seeing, like, people just loving life. So it's such a complex, complex situation. And I know we've talked about, like, you know, how about people sewing their own stuff. And, mm. I like, in ideal world, yeah, that would be amazing. Mm. But there's, you know, there's just such a massive part of the <laughs> yeah. world who can't do it. So, yeah, that that is one. But I've, like, consciously avoided falling into that Mm. um because it's the easier option i guess there is some movement like i'm i've worked with or i've had conversations with brands who are creating beautiful pieces that are a little bit more not even if it's not sustainable it's maybe like smaller batches or like it's more ethical like they're sewing it themselves even if it is polyester like you know there's small little changes and there's small little brands that are appearing right and i love seeing that because right. i think it's the like better choice yeah, if you may um but there's still so much to be done yeah. and i don't i'm not an expert in this um area i don't know where we could begin um but i guess from my side of you and what i've been doing is just shopping less mm-hmm. and you know buy the pieces that you really really love and if you find that one brand that caters to your body size yeah. buy one piece not a hundred and then return the hundred Yeah, you know like I feel like that's a massive trend Just it's like going shopping. back
1: to like this investment right yes like if you like what you said the brands might be slightly more expensive yeah yet you don't really need five pairs of jeans really mm-hmm. like you need one really good pair <laughs>
0: yeah or like you know we're like i don't know i don't know if i agree i need one i might need three no I but know. like i know like i feel like
1: we just like <laughs>
0: overshopping.
1: Overshop. shop and i think like that doesn't doesn't matter what your size is yeah, we yeah. do over shop a lot this
0: is true this is true and i think like i know we've been talking about like more on my story but mm. i think I've sometimes thought, like, if I lost a lot of weight and I was all of a sudden, like, one morning I woke up and I was size 6, mm-hmm. would I go, like, frantic and just want to buy everything? Because now all of a sudden everything fits and looks amazing. <laughs>
1: like... Would you want to that? Would you, like, <laughs> what would your...
0: No, probably because of the person that I am and, like, I worked on myself.
1: Because where you at now.
0: Yeah, where wouldn't. I'm at now. But I feel like... Um, I don't know, have you ever had, like, that issue of, like, not over-shopping, but, like, maybe just going into a store, oh, this looks great, I must have it, oh, this looks great, I must have it, Oh,
1: I mean, it's definitely easier when you size 6 and 8
0: yeah. to fall into the trap
1: of, like, oh, you're seeing something on a mannequin and it looks great, so most likely it's going to look really good on you. Mm. So, definitely. And I think, yeah, I went through a period of time when I was probably shopping too much, mm um but I didn't last very long because um just when I saw like the sheer volume of stuff I was purchasing and also realizing that I'm not really kind of wearing half of it and then I have to sell it or give it away like very quickly I think you realize that this is just not um just not the way to go Mm -hmm. at least for me it was like that um,
0: but I guess I want to ask you like when new season comes out you just like pop in and like buy everything new but like how have you like narrowed it down to be like this is your style this is how you want to be presented like how did you come to this point of knowing who you are like knowing that you like earthy tones knowing that you like like you want your hair red for example
1: mm. it's a tough one because I think coming from um, a home where expressing your creativity through clothes um, has played a huge part Mm -hmm. in my life. So upbringing, basically. So upbringing is huge. Um, I've never, I don't think I was ever a kind of person that's like, I'm on the journey to discover my style. Mm -hmm. It always kind of like came very organic and natural to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I wore clothes and I wore colors that i felt like i vibed with Mm -hmm. like i I never over overthink it Mm -hmm. even when i was like a teenager i never kind of like i was like this is my vibe and Mm -hmm. this is what i'm gonna go with and i never really cared about what anyone else thought or what anyone else was wearing Mm -hmm. like i never fall into a trap of like this is the trend and i'm surrounded with these people so this is what i have to wear like i've never been like that very different to me very (laughs) (laughs) but i don't have that's why i don't have like a secret sort of recipe behind discovering your own style i think it's more coming from the inside and knowing yourself that really reflects on the outside
0: yeah exactly um i guess i would love to know Mm -hmm. um you know how i was saying that i come from quite a creative background Mm -hmm. and i went to art school and all these things that i was doing and that kind of like I guess shaped me a little bit Mm. um, and allowed me to be a little bit more creative and like a bit weird (laughs) growing up. Weird is such a good word. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Um, But I guess, was there anything for you growing up apart from your upbringing and your parents Mm. that kind of shaped you into like this... this person that you are? (laughs) Like, do do you see... Like a
1: pivotal point in my life or was it like...
0: Or something that just kind of like set you off on this like road of like fashion and...
1: I think I was always um, a person that loved the journey of self-discovery.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah,
1: and I feel like that has really sort of um, took me down some... um, Winding roads along the way. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but I was always very, very curious. So maybe that's why mm. when it came to my style, I was always very curious and very expressive. And I was just like, I'm just going to try it and see how I it like, works. You
0: know how you love the word weird? I love the word curious. Curious. <laughs> I love curious people. I think, yeah. And I think curiosity
1: really is a huge part of my life. I think it helped me discover so much. Mm. Um and, and I think staying curious, you know, it makes me think of, like, when you're a kid and you're mm-hmm. just really curious about everything. Yeah. Or when you got, like, a little puppy or, like, my kitten. Yeah. She's so curious. Oh, my rabbit. Oh, your rabbit. <laughs> so, like, seeing that curiosity. Yeah. Um, I think that's such an important quality. And I think we have to remember not to ever lose it. Because I think when you lose being curious...
0: You lose sad. so
1: much. You yeah. lose so much along the way with it. So yeah, yeah. Just I'm... staying curious is very important. and I think that has opened up so many doors, and it's made me look at things in a different perspective, and um, made me like dye my hair ginger, and mm. you know, I was like,
0: yeah, I'm really feeling it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and it stayed like that for it a long time. you.
0: Because <laughs> yeah, when we first met, you were blonde. I and was blonde.
1: Yes. Such a journey. <laughs> Such a journey. But I don't. It's just like. You have to try different things to find out what works for you and what doesn't. Yes. And I think that's really important. You know, never get stuck in a rut and always try to things outside of the box. And I know it's not always easy, but sometimes just push yourself to do that. And that really is going to pay off big time. Mm. So that's what I would kind of highly recommend.
0: That kind of leads me into another thing that I really wanted to mention. Mm. Um, discovering your style no matter what size you are Mm. um, maybe especially if you're a little bit self conscious um, or you don't know where you are in Mm. the journey is experimenting and for me in the last year um, like I do TikTok series of trying on different things and I don't necessarily buy anything Mm. like yes it's sometimes tempting i'm not gonna lie (laughs) but you can you know like slap yourself and be like no 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 um but yeah i go in and try on things and specifically try new things yeah maybe things that you think oh i would never wear that Mm. but you wouldn't wear that right now the version that you are right now Mm. but maybe that one time trying it on sparks something in you yeah um and you want to wear it or you want to like maybe you'll be like oh actually my sister or my mother or someone has something similar in the wardrobe that i could try out wearing yeah like i just think it's so important to stay curious Mm. um explore and don't just shut yourself down at what you know right now because that's how you evolve trying new things
1: exactly and i think like sometimes unless you try it you won't know like you might try something that you look on a hanger and you're like, oh my God, I'm never going to wear it. Like when I did uh, personal shopping for people, the amount of times that people would try something, would be like, no, 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 no. I would never try this. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, well, why don't you just wear it? for Just like try it on, see how it looks. Like you can always take it off. Like it's not end of the world. Exactly. And people try it and they're like,
0: oh my God, like, this actually really works. The face goes, the
1: face changes. And things look very different. Always remember, things look very different on the hanger. Yeah. And then they look on you, yeah. you know? Um, so trying it on is going to take you a minute, but it can really change a lot.
0: Exactly. And I've been, like, trying to find these perfect beige trousers for, like, I want to say over a year. Wow. And <laughs> on a hunt. <laughs> I'm on a hunt, but I'm, like, on a serious hunt. I'm, like, I don't want something that's just fairly okay. Yeah. And that's how I feel, like, about my wardrobe in general. I feel like if it's not 100%, mm. like i don't want it and i think it's not a hell yes it's a hell no yes (laughs) (laughs) and again that's just the mindset that i've had like maybe in the last year or two Mm. i want to say a year um because i keep mentioning this but it's very important in my journey that last year or i'm still going through uh mental health like issues and panic attacks and like that made me really dig within myself like Mm. more than i would have if it didn't happen um, so I'm always saying, like, everything happens for a reason. So I guess I'm, like, learning so much through this journey, mm. even if it is fashion. Yeah. As, like, silly as my, it might sound to some people. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I just want, like, I just want it to be 100%. Like, I'm not going to take something that's not good enough kind of
1: thing. Yeah. And I feel like that, even that mindset of if it's not 100% yes, it's 100% no, mm. that sort of reflects on other parts of your life as well. Oh, yeah. You know, like the choices we make, no matter if it's a choice of like buying a t-shirt or not buying a t-shirt mm. and being 100% when it's something right, like that also reflects on to other decisions that you're making in your life.
0: So true. And maybe like starting with fashion just gives you confidence to also say no to other things. lives. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that could be, of course. Yeah. And I guess um, also I just kind of remembered I used to work with this girl And she was like very very slim Mm -hmm. Um, And we had this conversation We shared our like Conversation Mm. like um, Our experience and story Of like how I feel within my body And she was telling me And that was actually the very first time I saw a person Who is small Petite Like in society like accepted ideal like i like ideal yeah um and she was basically telling me how she hates her body and she hates how people are looking at her and kind of um like assuming that she's healthy assuming that she's this or that or whatever Mm. and i was like yeah the first time i ever even had the concept of like, oh, it's not just one side of the spectrum. Spectrum. It's also the other side. So that's why I feel like what I'm talking about right now can be applied to anyone. Mm. It doesn't have to be just bigger size. Like, it's yeah. in general, if you're looking
1: for yourself... And discovering your style, I think it's like, yeah, you're right. I think it doesn't matter what size you are. And I think also, even if you are slim... Like, I went through a period of my life when I really didn't like my body, even though I was, like, between size 4 and 6. I was so skinny.
0: And would people be like, well, what were you, like, whining about? Exactly.
1: (laughs) And this is the other thing. And it's, like, such a dismissed thing. You know, like, I've never, thank God, never went through, like, um, any serious eating disorders. Mm -hmm. But um, I was definitely kind of going in that direction, Mm -hmm. for sure. And it was so unhealthy. But... Yeah, I, I felt like I could never even mention that to anyone because yeah. they would be like, Are you freaking crazy? Like, you are say six. But I think that was, for me at least, um, the huge part in that played um, fashion industry because mm-hmm. I was seeing people that were so much more slimmer than me and taller than me and they had different bodies. And I couldn't relate, especially when I first did like fashion styling. Like, I was like, Oh my God, like, my thighs are so much bigger than this girl's. And wow. you start to compare yourself. And, and you are a size six. Like six,
0: yeah. Oh, wow, that's crazy.
1: Um, but it's also really interesting how, like, the way I see myself in the mirror, it's not the way that other people see me. Oh, yeah. And just remembering that, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we live in a world where um, we're so obsessed with perfectionism and looking mm-hmm. perfect. And I don't think it's something we can ever achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this ideal that someone else has given us. Mm-hmm. It's not our our sort of vision exactly so um coming back to yourself and like what you said self-discovery learning about yourself like that's really good foundation for
0: discovering your personal style yeah and who you are as a person very true my experience with fashion industry i guess um hasn't been the best either mm. um clearly <laughs> <laughs> um it had it, it's had a very bad impact like for example i always wanted to be a model Mm. well not always but like when i was 17 i probably like started thinking about it like i would love to model i would love to get into that and i remember uh, my friends taking pictures of me and i loved the process i just i loved it and at the same time there was no representation of bigger girls Mm. um anywhere yeah it was like kind of the opposite of like you like don't even think about it don't even dream about it that that's not for you Mm. and I think um I went through like this self-reflection like a little while ago and that's what I realized that's why I became a photographer yes I love photography and I love like what I'm doing but also I think it kind of like started because I loved modeling and I loved editorials and I was just like started looking into that world and I think subconsciously I was like oh how could I be there Mm. if I can't be model
1: yeah so oh so how can I still fit into this world yes with that
0: yeah and luckily like I love photography like I love the like the technical stuff and everything but I do think that like subconsciously there was a massive involvement of like not being accepted as a model or like, you know, seen as beautiful. Um, So I feel quite empowered now and I'm very proud of myself that I Mm. have done some modeling and I put myself out there in front of the camera as well. Which one do you prefer? I'm really curious.
1: If you had to pick one between being a photographer and being a model, what would you pick?
0: I have thought about this and I don't have an answer. I think my my ideal world would be 50-50. Right, I really love it. I love being behind the camera because you don't have to look like so put together. Like sometimes you just don't want to, but then it's also very nice to like be like the star of the show. The star of the show. But also, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like more being in a character for me.
1: Oh, that's really like, cool. Like playing. I mean, that goes back to acting a little bit. Yes.
0: It? Yeah, you're right. And um, yeah, I love both. I would love acting as well, but I
1: that's the next step like you know, watch out watch out
0: and then also it's like quite toxic looking at magazines and only seeing mm, I skinny. think a lot of people can relate to that yeah I, I remember having thoughts of like you know maybe if I just don't eat the whole day like I'll be better like I'll be happier
1: It's you know what it makes me think of like when I was growing up like obviously social media wasn't there phones like mobile mm. phones were not there so I'm so grateful that I didn't grow up in this environment and I'm kind of like concerned for the teenagers growing up now where yeah. you know like there's filters everywhere yeah. and there is this like oh you're, you're just were bombarded yeah. by this idea of what perfect is yeah. like it's such a scary world
0: yeah but I guess that's why we're here. <laughs> to kind of like dilute it a little bit. <laughs> but it's also like,
1: it's really interesting to hear two very different perspectives, right? Like yeah. we have two very different body sizes. Yeah. Uh, we're both in fashion industry. Yeah. So it was really interesting to kind of like see how that's affected both of us. Yeah. So not to think that you are a certain size and it's affecting you and it's yeah. not affecting everyone else. Like it's affecting everyone on some level. And I think that's really important to point out.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's been a hell of a journey for me to accept mm. myself the way yeah. I am I'm probably not 100% there but even like working I was a full-time photographer for a like very well-known brand mm. and I remember like we had to shoot some bits in like the in-house studio yeah and I didn't want to use uh, models so they would ask around the office um because it was just like a body part Oh, okay. And I remember no one ever asked me. Partially, I guess, because I was the photographer, but also, like, no one even looked my way. Right. And I was like, right. (laughs) Like,
1: you're really missing out. (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
0: (laughs) fine then. Um, But, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things that I've been in rooms where people talk about, like, hiring models or, like... Mm um giving feedback to models or like the agencies and it's very ugly and toxic and it's made me very uncomfortable feeling like you know if you talk about a model who's like a size four six i don't even know in that way it made me feel like i must be the biggest ugliest whale ever and Mm. it's you know especially grow like when i was younger because I moved to London when I was 21 and quite quickly got into fashion industry. Like, at that age, and I would still have an impact now, but well, I feel course. like when you're younger, it's just like, ooh. It hits
1: you so much harder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um.
0: So, yeah, I've, like, had many years to unlearn that. And, yeah. s- like, it's still somewhere at the back but of I guess my I also
1: mind. still being in the fashion industry yeah. as you are. It's kind of like an ongoing process right because you still have to remember in the back of your head it's like no i am me and i'm fucking proud of it and you know i've worked so hard to be where i am and i'm never gonna forget it and i'm not gonna let the fashion industry make me think i'm too big or too small or whatever
0: yeah that's why i like i kind of say thank you to my anxiety because Mm. i really like i i'm proud of myself for so many things and i'm just like you know what i'm gonna take space like it or not i'm gonna be here and i feel like everyone should be like that that's why working on yourself is so important so you get to the point of like loving yourself so no one can tell you otherwise uh no matter what size shape height whatever you are
1: Mm. that's a great message alice (gasps) (laughs) but also um as a side note like we've known each other for what what five years
0: yeah Wow.
1: Yeah. Wow. But it's also really interesting from my point of view to see Alice's style change and evolve. Really? Like dramatically I would say I me, what? when I first met you like you never wore color like no color sorry not color <laughs> color you never wore color you never wore anything that would like look like now Alice is wearing this jumper with like feathers and it's bright green and it's just like here I am kind of Valentino vibe yeah the jazzy days t-shirt <laughs> so it's like now you're like I'm here and I'm proud and yeah. like you know um when I met you like obviously like it's not like I knew you I was just judging based on what I saw yeah but I always saw you in dark clothes
0: yes yeah
1: um and yeah like I've never and now you're kind of like blooming and like here's all the colors of the rainbow that I'm wearing and it's just so
0: different it's a yeah. huge
1: dramatic change
0: first of all there's a few things I want to talk about this First of all, you've been a massive inspiration for that <laughs> because you're always in colours, and I remember just from get go, I was like, "Oh my god, like I love her style." Yeah. But obviously, I you should never copy anyone. Like yeah. I was never like, "Oh, I want to be like her." Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. more just like, the, "How do I apply this to my?" Yes, like how can I make this work mm. for me? Mm. Can I ever wear colour? And, like, it's a process. Like, yeah. five years, we've known each other. <laughs> and it's probably, like, only in the last year I've, like, yeah. been changing how I am. But also, there's there's been a massive impact from, like, just what I can buy. Mm. It's, it's two things. It's confidence and also accessibility. So, mm. um, confidence-wise... I was like, you know what, I don't want anyone to, like, see my body shape. Mm. Um, you know, I don't want any anyone judging me. No one should see my tummy. Also, coming from Latvia, like, I remember just, there were so many rules. Like, you should not wear things that, like, show your arms that don't... Really? Yeah. Oh, we didn't have that. No, I didn't have that. Well, like, for, for caviar people, like,
1: you have bigger oh, arms. Oh,
0: okay, okay.
1: Oh, so it's almost like you have to hide all the... Parts of you that are not aesthetically pleasing.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And who said it was aesthetically pleasing? That's exactly. No, that's yeah, that's question. a
1: very good point.
0: <laughs> but it's still like that up to mm. this day. Like, it hasn't changed. But that was one thing. And then, you know, I still like i still feel a little uncomfortable if i'm like dressed in a hugging dress mm-hmm. even though i love myself and my body way more than like five years ago mm. but still i'm like oh what if someone sees oh what but they i guess think? also
1: in london you in an environment that's so much more accepting yeah and we're going back home it's not
0: exactly. exactly right um so that's one thing but also walking into a store and just trying things on and they don't fit Properly. So, for example, um, if you go into, I don't know, let's take an example of Zara and you pick out an item that's, you know, made for a size four, six, mm-hmm. like it's a certain aesthetic, like it's a straight dress, for example, and then they make the same pattern throughout all the sizes. Yeah. Whereas, actually, if you are a bigger size, you're probably more curvy like Mm. you might have bigger hips or bigger boobs like Mm. there's a shape that needs to be you know thought about that's why like there's certain brands like that do think about curve um range and you can actually see that the difference yeah they've like sewn it in a different way that Mm. just like hugs you in the right places And for a very long time, A, I wasn't comfortable with things that hug my, my curves, but also just like not being able to find that. So what's the easiest thing? wear really baggy dark clothes yeah and that's when you met me yeah (laughs) at that point (laughs) yeah and you know now obviously industry changing a little bit yeah my shopping habits changing a little bit my confidence but
1: you're also I guess doing a little bit more research
0: into like what you said like when it comes to purchases you're so much
1: more aware yeah so you're gonna dig a little bit deeper to be like "Mm, maybe I can look in places that I wouldn't look a few years ago yeah exactly. because I feel like this is the other thing I think you know, to find your style, you sometimes have to step out of the high street. Or I would say 90% of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to look at places that you probably wouldn't normally shop. Yeah. You know? Because I feel like everything that's on a high street is just like all one. Like, everyone looks the same. and It's all like... Every shop you go to, it's all the same trends. Just... Done in a slightly different way, yeah. Um, and I don't think that's the way to find your personal style in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't matter what size you are,
0: yeah. It's, I guess, like removing yourself from the mainstream, exactly. Yeah, whether it's like removing yourself physically, as in like unfollowing and stuff like that, or being super conscious that Mm. this is what everyone's wearing, maybe you know, I can apply that somehow but not copy
1: find it in different places as well I think like now with um, so much second hand online places like Vintage Depot Bestia so much charity shops um, you know vintage shops like that's becoming a really big thing maybe that's the places that you can go and sort of dig a little bit deeper to try to find out what, what kind of, like, seems like you? Mm-hmm. And I feel like in those places, there is more of a chance to find, like, different size rangers. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't... um
0: Like charity shops, you mean?
1: Yeah. Like charity shops or vintage shops yeah. or... Because I feel like a lot of the time, um, I don't know, like, I've mentioned that before. Like, I love shopping at men's sections mm-hmm. in all of those mm-hmm. places. And I feel like if you're maybe slightly bigger size and it doesn't have to be like a whole outfit and you look like a man, mm-hmm. but just like pieces, like a jacket, like oversized yeah. blazer, which, for example, a Frankie shop had everywhere yeah, a couple of yeah. years ago, and now oversized is like a, another huge trend. Maybe that's something to think about. And, you know, sometimes not even looking at the size that it says on a piece of clothing, but rather trying it on.
0: Yeah, yeah, to yeah, To kind yeah. of see how it fits you instead exactly. of being
1: like, you know.
0: Yeah, um, 100%. I think... It is trickier if someone's listening in or watching, who's oversize eighteen. Mm-hmm. I think like there's only more problems the the bigger you are. Unfortunately, right. um, the world is just not set up mm. l- like equally for everyone. Yeah. Um, but even the size I am, sixteen to eighteen, I was very like I want to say against charity shopping really in a sense that like it made me really uncomfortable because i would go in and there's so many things that i love and they're just not my size and if i want something in my size it's probably like something grandma looking Mm. okay but what i've now realized it's just that it's not instant Like, you can't expect to go into a charity shop and find something instantly. But I
1: think that applies to any size, to be honest.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to Hmm. say. Like, we're so used to getting everything, like, right now and here. Yeah. Um, It's going to next day deliver on ASOS. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And then that mindset also, like, seeps into when you're kind of trying to go charity shopping. You kind of give
1: up as soon as you walk in. You're like, oh my god, I don't have nothing around
0: here. And now I have Mm. a little bit of an obsession with vintage (laughs) and I probably like browse almost every night and just favorite things and like, you know, look through, through things again. I'm not just buying because it's three pounds. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, is this really what I love? Yeah. I come back to it the next day. I'm like, Oh, actually I don't like it. i like it. Yeah. Um, so it's a process and I've fallen in love with that process Mm. and I think, If you're someone who wants to change your shopping habits, it takes time and allow that time to pass and it will work out for you. Like I've bought, like you said, uh, a men's shirt, like I was wearing in another episode that we filmed. It looked freaking amazing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's like white at the the front, so like super simple, but then the sleeves and the back is like super colorful. Yeah. I wouldn't have bought that anywhere else. Like it's such a unique piece, it's and very, I love how unique it is. Yeah, I've also bought uh, a black coat, which is from the '70s. It's like super flowy, and it's got like silk blend. And I was like, "Oh my god!"
1: <laughs> there is some real gems, but like yes. as you said, you have to have patience, and yes. you have to kind of dig a little bit, and. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be an instant like, oh my God, like, that's what I want. I walk into Zara, I go on resource, yeah. I go, whatever, and just get it. You know, sometimes, it and also, I've realized that the more you kind of spend time looking for something,
0: the more you're going to cherish
1: this item when you finally find it. Very true.
0: And also, I just um, want to say that whatever size you are, you can probably find something. It's yeah. just digging a little bit around, you know. Um, but don't be afraid of it, is what I'm trying to get at because I was at that point where I was a little yeah. bit like resentful, like, no, it's not for me. Like, oh my God, look, it's easier to shop like on the high street. But actually, like, you can't do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm glad you're a perfect example. Yeah. yeah it is possible. And you exactly. can be super creative with it as well. Proved
0: it to myself. Yes. <laughs> Prove it's in a pudding. It's right here in front of me. All <laughs> right. I feel like that was. Really nice conversation. I feel like also, I loved getting that a little bit off my chest. (laughs) (laughs) And just like, yeah, talking about my experience, because I think there's not enough of those conversations from people who are a little bit bigger. Um, and you are beautiful the way you are is what I want to try and say, no matter what size (laughs) and be confident within yourself and try to dig a little bit deeper and you know you'll find the love and confidence and everything is within yourself already
1: i think it's such a great inspiration (laughs) (laughs) no but honestly like trust me seeing the five years even though five years doesn't seem like a very long time Mm. in the grand scheme of things but even the five years and seeing a huge change like i think it's amazing
0: what a nice episode I
1: hope you enjoyed it as much as we did yeah I hope you learned something I hope you got inspired uh, either by me or Alice's amazing story (laughs) so thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next
0: time see you soon